Well, hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the 360 Podcast, fascinating conversations with interesting people. I am your host, Tim Brahim, and um, as always, my goal is to bring wisdom and education to your business and to your life by bringing fascinating subject matters and guests into this forum. And uh, this particular month, um, I have a great deal of, of, of intimacy with these two guests. Uh, Julie Wikes and Scott Bertone are the two other primary coaches for Performance Experts Coaching. Uh, I've been working with them for uh, the seven years, actually, the three of us have, have been together, and, and I've been working with Julie for a total of 10. Uh, I'm really blessed to, to, to call both of them friends and to work with them and, and get to experience on a, on a consistent basis their wisdom as coaches. Let me tell you a little bit about both of them. Julie has been an executive coach for performance experts since 2013, uh, and she co-facilitates the Leadership 360 program with me. Um, her deep business and coaching experience combined with her ability to listen deeply and ask really um, insightful and thought-provoking questions enables her to support clients in identifying the challenges that they're finding in their, in their business and in their personal success. And she brings a background in leadership and team management, process management, communication, uh, um, skills, et cetera, to support her clients and their teams. She's passionate about supporting people and bringing the best selves to the work and to their, to their home life and leveraging team members' skill sets to produce excellent results. Um, Julie, like myself and Scott, has a master's degree in spiritual psychology from the University of Santa Monica. She graduated from there in 2014. Um, and after joining Performance Experts in 2013, she's developed extensive mortgage industry experience. I mean, it, it begs to mention that that both Julie and Scott are coaches to some of the the top loan originators in the United States, I and mean, we're very blessed to be working with the people that we work with in the L360 family. So their level of knowledge and wisdom and experience uh, in coaching these folks for. Um, Closing in on a decade now is, is extensive. Scott Bertone is also an executive coach for performance experts. He has a bachelor's degree in science and business management uh, and a master's of the arts in spiritual psychology. He is, uh, like Julie, a certified coach. So they both have their coaching certifications. Um, uh, curriculum that was completed. He joined us in 2016, so about six and a half, almost seven years now. Um, and some interesting facts about Scott. He was an intern uh, for an extended period of time under President Clinton. He was on President Clinton's advance team in the White House, setting up events for the president in advance before, uh, before the president would come into town. Um, he started several businesses, including a, a motorcycle internet business back in Scott's an entrepreneur. I mean, so his variety of businesses is quite impressive and, and quite fun to read off. He, he um, started a motorcycle internet business back when he was in his twenties, a coffee business. He's owned his own mortgage company. Um, he has his own coaching practice now. Um, He's an avid and fanatical Pittsburgh Steelers fan um, and loves talking about Steelers uh, as well as business, politics, psychology, technology. He's also a, a really strong tech guy. In fact, Scott's the guy that I go to on our team if I need tech help. Um, he was a computer hacker when he was younger. Um, and um, uh, he's just an all-around great guy. And uh, Julie's an all-around great lady. So without further ado, I'm super excited to welcome into the 360 podcast forum uh, my two colleagues and very good friends scott bertone and julie wikes good to see you guys good to see you too we're gonna, be to, we're gonna be together a lot i was thinking about this yesterday we're gonna be together a lot in the next uh 
next couple of weeks, right? We've got a couple of retreats coming, one, one next week here in SoCal and then one in NoCal in May. It's going to be fun hanging out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to both, especially uh, Malibu and uh, this time of year is beautiful. Yeah, Julie, it'll be your return to California from uh, your days of having lived here for a long time. It'll be nice to have you back in sunny SoCal for a few days. It'll be not only nice to be there, but also good to get away from the humidity we have here in Austin today. So I'm excited for the ocean and to see you both. Right on. Let's dive in. I mean, let's not mess around. I mean, we know each other. We don't need to go through the pleasantries. We've been working together for a long time. We have lots of fun together and we're really lucky to be able to work with amazing clients and do amazing work with them. So, I mean, I think that the, the first question begs gang, like, you know, what is coaching? Like to me that I think that's really important to define. Cause I think that people have a, I think everybody has their own definition for it. And I don't know that it actually should be so broad. You know, I think that there are, there's a, uh, like some very specific things in my viewpoint that, that encompass what coaching is and why someone would want to have a coach. So Jules, we're going to go ladies first and start with you define it. What's, what's coaching in your vernacular? How do you, how do you look at it? Sure. So to me, coaching is a client and coach coming together to help the client achieve their goals, get roadblocks and limiting beliefs out of the way, and essentially help that person get to where they want to go. And there's some people that probably haven't experienced coaching or don't understand what it is. It's a conversation where two people come together in a long-term relationship and help the client get to where they want to go, have more of whatever they're looking for, happiness, success, fulfillment. And a lot of people intermingle therapy or mentoring or consulting, and it can get a little fuzzy depending on it. But as the three of us roll, it's seeing the client as having all their own answers and help them removing blocks to living what they're looking for in their life and achieving success in their terms. Yeah, how do you, uh, I'm going to actually, I'll, I'll hold the question, toss it over to you, Scotty, and see if you have anything to add to that. But then I want to circle back to something you said. So how about you, Scott? Do you define it the same way or do you have a different definition? I think Julie, uh, you know, defined it really well. You know, I think coaching has always been, you know, associated with say high performance or, or, or athletics. And, um, you know, as we go along and, and coaching is say, involved as a profession and and a thing that, that say more normal people do, um, you know, we each now have access to be able to live our lives professionally and personally with a coach and somebody that can help us, you know, really see what's possible inside of, of us and also, you know, be like a best friend, a mentor, a, a uh, um, you know, a bullshit, you know, caller outer, um, you know, somebody that can really help us, um, you know, live the best version of ourselves. And, um, you know, I, I heard a, um, what coach that I was uh, training under one point, he said that uh, coaches do work similar to a sculptor. You know, Michelangelo said that, uh, you know, he saw, uh, he saw, he saw the actual, um, the, the, when he was sculpting, he, he would see a piece of rock and, and, or whatever version, whatever he was using, and he would pull out of that rock the, the full full realization of that uh, sculpture. And I think that's what coaches do is that we help people um, become the best version of themselves. And um, and it's moving it away from just athletics or, or, or high performance into, you know, high performance at work and high performance in your life. Yeah, so I, back in the day when I first started Performance Experts 12 years ago now, I guess it's been, I, I, um, I used Michelangelo's quote that I saw 
he was referring to the David, you know, the, yeah. the famous sculpture of the David. I saw the the figure in in the stone and I carved to set him free. Um, and and I think that that's a really great metaphor for coaching. Um, Julie, uh, you you actually shared two things in your definition that I, I'd like to unpack a little bit further. Um, the first is the removal of blocks, right? Like, so all of us as human beings in our business and our personal life run into roadblocks. Um, and and um, it can be really helpful to have someone help us move through that, right? So we can have, we can move in the next rung on the ladder, if you will, like in our life and in our business. So the first part of the question is, what, what does that mean to like help someone remove blocks? What is done by a coach to help in that way? And then the second thing is you, you use the term limiting beliefs. I'd like you to define that a little bit more because I think that's super important. And we do spend a lot of time with clients on limiting beliefs as well. And the two may work hand in hand, but take over. Sure. So during my coach training program, there was an awesome term used called break in transparency. So what is a break in transparency? It's living my life with some transparent belief something that I believe to be true about the world and coaches help clients have a break in transparency, meaning see something I didn't know was there. So the idea of blocks or having things that we believe, I may go about my day thinking a certain thing. You heard me joke about it's really humid here in Texas. That might not be visible to somebody else. And so when a coach helps somebody see something, it may be invisible to them or it may just be how they see the world. And within the coaching the three of us do, we use the term perceptual filter out in the world. The reticular activating system is another scientific term. What is it? My perceptual filter may believe something and a coach may help me realize either it's not true, that belief isn't serving me, or what might be possible if I let it go. So to your question, what is a block? It's something that a person can be holding as true in their lives, something that as they're looking at the world, they think things are that way. For example, a bank teller is always a jerk. Or when I'm working with a client in the mortgage space, the clients are always delayed. That may or may not be true, but if I look at the world through that as fact, I'm gonna see the world a certain way. And so I know I've shared a few different terms, so I'm gonna try to tie it together. A person who's not coached can start to let those beliefs create their reality and their reality may get small. And what I've found is as my coach helps me remove blocks, I have more freedom in my life and I have more choice as to how I proceed. So I said a lot. Is there anything you want me to clarify? No, no. Let me jump in and give a very specific example of something that's true for me. I don't think I've ever shared this with either one of you, but when I was early in my career, I was in my late twenties. It's about maybe my third year in the business. First three years, I, I was trying really hard to cultivate realtor relationships and was very subservient in the relationship, like you know, running around doing listing flyers, taking photos of houses, helping them with their marketing, probably doing things that weren't even RESPA compliant, if we're being totally honest at the time, but I didn't know any better. And um, I got beat up. Like I got, like, I got really beat up to the point where like, there was one particular high-end agent that just abused me in a big way. And when I say that, that sounds very victim-y. I let him abuse me as the fact out of my own insecurity. But I mean, he totally stripped me of my confidence in myself. Um, I won't get into the rabbit hole of what happened, but it was whenever I tell people the story, they're like, wow, like you did all that shit for him. Like that's, 
that's crazy that you like were that much of a slave to him. Um, so then I whiplashed, right? So I developed this belief that you're talking about this roadblock. And the belief was all realtors are assholes. All realtors are um, ungrateful. All realtors are fill in the blank, but nothing really good. Right. And I, I became steadfast in my belief that I don't need realtors. I'm not going to work with them. I'm going to prove to myself that I don't need them. Uh, that's when I started really working my database hard and, and all of that kind of stuff. And, and for about a two, three year stretch, 96, 97, 98, when there were refis, um, I didn't really work with any realtors. And then 99 happened and rates went up and I didn't have any realtors and I was in trouble. And it was at that time that I started to really work with the reframing of this belief that you're talking about, like that all realtors, this sweeping overview are not cool. And I started to recalibrate the way that I viewed real estate agents and started to go after real estate agents that I knew I had common denominators with like real estate agents that love to play golf. And then I'd play golf with them. And I realized, you know, this guy's a cool guy and we'd become friends. And then he'd start referring business to me. So I did that with some help of a coach um, and some of my own doing for my own personal self-exploration. But like, that's another example to really anchor in what you're talking about, Jules, that, you know, we all walk around with belief structures that influence the way we see the world and influence our behaviors. And sometimes a coach is there to hold up the mirror and say, hey, do you see what's happening here and how this might be actually limiting your capacity and capabilities? Scott, do you want to add anything to that before I, I move to the next uh, next question for you guys? No, I think you, you uh, really, I'd say, mortgagized it really well in the terms of, of how it applies. I think that uh, the negative beliefs and, and what holds people back, there's nothing, I don't think, more powerful than that. And when we can help strip those away, um, I think the difference between success and, and somebody you know, being there stuck in fear or stuck in uh, uh, doubt, it, it all boils down to what they believe they can do or not do. Can I add? Yeah, yeah beliefs are big. Go ahead, Jules. I think a big piece that I see in our coaching programs is that people don't realize they have these things. And until they are, as Scott just said, a, a block or a limiting belief is brought forward, it can be very eye-opening. And I think in people's for our 20s and our 30s in life, we may not see limiting beliefs, but as we come upon roadblocks, as we have churn or friction in relationships, somebody who is coached can have the coach hold up the mirror and ask this question. Do you believe it's true that all realtors are such and such? And then that client may need to take a day or a week to think through it. So they're not obvious at times, but it's a coach that's the brave ally that can ask that question in the space of the coaching relationship. And I think that really distills down what is coaching, somebody that's gonna help you on your path and help you live more effectively and live more happily based on that wisdom and that, that learning. Thank you. That's a great summary. <clears throat> let's uh, let's regress for a moment. Not that this is a, 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 a regressionary topic, but I think I kind of leaped over something. I want to know a little bit about your history as a coach. So how long have you been coaching for, um, you know, and what got you into it? Um, just give us a brief overview. Julie, we'll start with you and then we'll go to you, Scott. <clears throat> Super. So I started training as a coach in 2012. So 10 years ago, I've been coaching since early 2013. What was the rest of your question? What got me got into it? Yeah, what got you into it? Yeah. I was in a corporate role where I very much sensed 
that people weren't living their best lives at this Fortune 50 company. And I got clear that if I were to stay at this company, I probably would be going down that path. So I hired a coach and really got clear on my passion of helping people grow and develop to live lives they love. And when that popped, I realized it wasn't going to be at this company that I would stay. And I left, did a coach training program, got my master's degree in spiritual psychology. And through a series of events, I met you, I believe in 2013. So it became a desire of mine to follow a path that felt more authentic to who I was and what I was doing in the world. And I guess my soul became aware that that company wasn't going to create fulfillment as I'd hoped my life would go. So I changed my life path and here we are. Very cool. And it suits your personality, I think, for sure. Um, to be a great coach, you have to ask a lot of questions, good questions, um, which I think you're exceptional at. And um, and also be able to hold in presence for people, make them feel really safe to be able to go inside and, and uncover what's getting in the way of their of their success being achieved. And I think that's an, another thing. And in, uh, in fact, you know, I just want to uh, just just show a, a quick little photo here of you because, uh, you know, it's good to see you in action. Uh, here's Julie on retreat in Costa Rica. Um, she looks like she's in mid thought there with uh, Lisa Fleck and David Goldstein, both who work for celebrities sitting next to her. What were you thinking there, Julie? Do you, do you have any idea what was happening there in that moment? I was thinking, wow, we just had such a good masterminding time in the pool. We've got to get through this business segment to get back out and swim probably <laughs> right on so scott let's go over to you man what uh you know what got you into coaching tell us a little bit about your career path bro and i know that maybe you want to also talk a little bit about your mortgage experience too because i think that has a, a has an impact on your success as a coach what well, for me tim i think i've been a uh, coach my whole life um you know i think that's what as i as i trace it back and think about that question um, I was always the person that people came to and talked to and wanted to get advice from and, you know, sort through their, their kind of mind chatter. And I didn't know that it was going to be my calling. I didn't know it was going to be the thing that I would eventually find is, uh, you know, what I was wanted to do when I grew up. Um, you know, I had the similar path as Julie in a sense of the timing. You know, I, I did this, my coach training right around the same time as Julie did. And, and, uh, and then, uh, you know, got into coaching right around two, 2013. But really the person that pointed it out in my life of, you know, hey, would you ever consider coaching or would you ever be a coach was you. You know, and we went through our program at USM, you know, you asked me at one point, he said, would you ever consider being a coach? And I had never considered that as a professional or as a thought or, or, or even, you know, had any kind of focus on that until you asked me that question. And it really launched me into, into me exploring that and figuring out what, you know, would that be a viable path for me? And the more I explored it and the more I leaned into it, I realized again that, uh, you know, that it's kind of, it was kind of my calling from the very beginning. I remember sitting on the playground um, as a young kid, you know, really sitting and what, instead of playing, sitting there talking to somebody that's having an issue or a problem, um, helping them sort through it. And I did that a lot uh, to the point where, um, for the point where I, I probably, uh, um, you know, didn't play as much as I should have, but, uh, I don't know why I was always compelled to do it. Um, but I, I always was. And, uh, you know, now it's just been a, uh, an amazing transition from coming out of the mortgage industry, which I was at the time. Um, you know, I was in the mortgage industry, I had my own, my own mortgage company 
and um, I was a broker and I had a couple offices and, um, you know, we're, we're launching into multiple states and, and um, you know, then the mortgage meltdown happened and, um, you know, moved and started with my old partner and opened up a branch at a retail shop. And, um, but I never found the passion after, like I found when you asked me that question. And so I couldn't dive back into mortgage and, 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 and in the same way that I originally thought because I had this new awakening that coaching might be the way I have to go. And um, the harder I tried in mortgage, the less satisfied I was. And so, um, you know, coaching just became the only option for me. Very cool. And, and, you know, incidentally, that story was super important because now it explains why you suck at tetherball. <laughs> um, Actually, uh, I was a tetherball champion in my uh, grade school, by the way. I bet you, I bet you were. You and Napoleon Dynamite, man, just <laughs> knocking that ball around in circles with no one else standing Big there. Big ball and tetherball were my yeah. sports, brother. <laughs> so uh, let's 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 get into let's talk a little bit about clients, not specifically, of course, for confidentiality reasons. But I mean, you guys have you guys have a lot of a lot of tenure now between the two of you, eighteen years of coaching experience and. You know, fortunate, we're fortunate. We coach some of the most dynamic, amazing, impressive uh, loan originators in the United States through the L360 program. I mean, it's a proverbial all-star list that we've been been graced with coaching. So we've learned a lot from coaching them. And um, what I'm really looking for, I'm going to give, give you this one first, Scott, is um, um, what's, what's an area in one's business or life that you see them struggle with the most? It could be either business or life. And why do you think that they have a challenge in implementing in, in this particular area? Like what are, what's, what's underneath the hood when it comes to that? So I think as I, you know, push through that, I'm, I'm, I have a few different scenarios coming to my mind, but, but I'll, I'll, I'll go the life side of things because like you shared, we have a lot of really talented people that we coach. And I think the one thing that they're really great at is business. You know, they, they have, they, they know how to do this business. They've mastered say this, the, 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 the science of being successful in the mortgage industry. I think the, the thing that I see a lot of people struggle with is the, is how to, to live the rest of their life in a way that uh, brings that joy, fulfillment that, you know, you know, you would, you know, when we, when we, Talk, when you talk about the Leadership 360 program, for example, you talk about that feeling of fullness. And um, I think, it, at least in the beginning, when people come to us and, and start coaching, there are, they are successful originators. They are successful at, at uh, running a business. But they're, they're, they struggle with running a business and having a successful and happy life. And I think that's, that's really where we help them the most. And I think that's really where uh, most people, um, I would say at least again in the beginning when they come to us is where they struggle is having that, that balance where they, where they feel fulfilled, where they feel like their life has a real purpose other than you know, being addicted to being great at business. You know, it goes back, we, you guys I'm sure remember this well, we had a guest speaker in Park City, Utah for our master's retreat a few years back named Chip Conley. Um, and for those of you who don't know who Chip is, you, you could check him out. He, he's written many, uh, many best-selling books and, and has some very profound thoughts that I thought were really valuable. And one of the things that he shared with us as a group is he said, you know, the first half about, of life is about attainment and the second half of life is about attunement. And um, 
let's unpack that a little bit further before I give the same question over to you, Julie, maybe this will tee you up a little bit. Maybe you'll go in a different direction. Maybe you'll choose a business topic if you'd like, or, or stick with the personal, but you know, people are very focused. You know, when you think about it, you get, you know, you get in your, you know, college years, you graduate from college, probably go out and party a little bit and have some fun in most people's cases, because you're, you're finally done with school. And then at some point in time, you're like in your early to mid twenties and you say, all right, now it's time to get serious. And, and you dive in. And the first thing that goes usually is friendships. Um, I mean, cause there's only so many hours in the day, right? So now all of a sudden you go from working part-time and studying, you know, in the 11th hour, uh, and then, you know, to, to, to cram for your test to now you got to go to work five days a week. And in today's day and age, you're probably working more than 40 hours. And the first thing you let go of is, is friendships, right? They start to dwindle as you get in your late twenties, early thirties. Um, and maybe develop a new tribe of work friends because you see them every day and then you meet a partner and you have some kids and before you know it you know you just don't have enough time for yourself you don't have enough time for friendships you don't have enough time for play you don't have enough time to take good care of yourself and you're killing it because you're making a lot of money all of a sudden if you've been a successful loan originator but there's all these other things that have kind of drifted out of your life uh focus right and and we, we find that a lot don't we and we're in a part of what the coaching is, is to help people rediscover some of that um and to find that equilibrium right like there's there's a trade-off i i uh in, yesterday i interviewed dirk novell who is a client of ours and i'm sure that you'll end up hearing the podcast it'll air a little bit after this one but you know, i think dirk's done a really great job of making some tough choices right like he's chosen to not chase the high production numbers in exchange for having his farm in exchange for living in sun valley idaho a couple of years in a row and going skiing in exchange for coaching his kids teams i mean those are choices aren't they that that that, that people are faced with and and sometimes it's a tough choice but it's a choice nonetheless that we have that are we going to choose balance or we're going to choose more money right so um i'm glad you brought that point up julie over to you same question and reframe the question, it's what what gets in the way that we find most often with our clients. In business or personal, what what's what's a typical thing that you see people struggle with, right? Like and and why do you think they struggle with it? I think a piece that transcends business and personal is having conflict in relationships. That's and I guess what I mean by conflict is saying something, whether to an employee a manager, a spouse that could go against that person's beliefs or that could create conflict. And I think most people, and especially most salespeople, are wired to get people to say yes, to have positive interactions, for the energy to be exchanged positively between them. And so when there's something conflicting, that isn't a skill that we've all been taught. And so very often, I work with clients on what are the beliefs you're holding about bringing up this source of discontent? Or what do you believe will happen if you give this employee constructive feedback? And I guess in closing, the freedom that comes from expressing oneself, asking for what we need, talking about an elephant in the room creates maximum freedom for people that are brave enough to do it. But that's a very popular topic people bring to coaching sessions is what do I do with this problem employee? Or what do I do with this issue that I'm afraid to bring up? Just taking out a note here for the post coaching 
uh, segment of this podcast, because you just hit on such a juicy topic, right? Um, so the thing is, what I'm hearing you say is the the, the, the average loan originator as a salesperson is wired to say all the right things, right? To get people to say yes to them and the schmooze and, and smooth things over and to, to, to get that conversation to a point that is a paycheck, a relationship, all of that. <clears throat> and the blind spot for them can be to, uh, to have the difficult conversations, the ones that, that might not end up being so friendly. So, so what do they do in that situation, Julie? Do they, do they just stuff it down and avoid? Is that what you see them do? And, and what kind of problems does that create with, with the choice that they make, whatever that is, to, to not be authentic and, and real and brave? Sure. So I think we're all wired, myself included, wired for harmony, wanting to have positive interactions. So what do they do? I think initially we all either stuff stuff it down or distract or come up with reasons why it's not a good idea to bring it up. And then once the pressure builds in the in the tire in such a way that this needs to be brought up, most people don't necessarily have skills and strategies to bring it up in a way that won't explode that tire or harm the relationship. So in a coaching session, the questions I as a coach ask are around that idea of what limiting beliefs or what are you believing about this situation? If you bring this up with your spouse, what are you afraid will happen? Or what have you done in the past that's worked and not worked? So in the coaching conversation, we explore what they feel, what they're thinking, what the past experiences were, and then we co-create what they might do differently to have a different result. A lot of people had conflicting challenges growing up where they got in trouble, they got grounded, they got hit. So sometimes they could have such fear about it, or they could say, if this happens, my spouse will never speak to me again. So then, as you both very well know, we unpack it. Is it true? And how might you go about this? What could you do to set up the conversation? So we explore and ultimately come up with a game plan to have the conversation, if it's with an employee, I very often will be heard by my clients saying, you've got to bring it up now because it's not going to go away. And so I'll even convince that person or teach that person as a leader how to go about it. And then going forward, how to keep the relationship clean, having a monthly check-in, congratulating the person before you come down on them, or being open and real such that that relationship stays clean and stays harmonious. And the final thing I'll say, as we all well know, is if once one person in a relationship is feeling friction, the other person likely is too. So the brave person who brings it forward and shares openly is giving the other person a gift because rarely is there friction on only one side of a relationship. And 100% of the time, people come back and say, wow, I'm glad we did that. It might've been uncomfortable, but we got to a new understanding. And that's bravery and authentic sharing, which is a hallmark of coaching. Well, hello, friends, and I hope that you're enjoying this episode of the 360 Experience podcast. To listen to the remainder of this episode, please visit us at The Loan Atlas, where you will also find the most comprehensive resource for mortgage professionals to build their practice, backed by the greatest faculty that's ever been assembled in the mortgage industry. Check us out at the link below or go to theloanatlas.com. Look forward to having you as a guest on our next episode of the 360 Experience Podcast.